Hi, this is Joey Langerbrunner, Deputy Head of Mission to the Free Republic of Lieberland, and you're tuned into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. I think one big thing I've learned is to try not to like think too far ahead, right? And worry about all the ways something could go wrong, you know, like a show or something. Mm -hmm. um, what I found is the closer I get to the show and the closer that it comes to day of, you know, it becomes less of a big deal and I'm able to execute and just use the vibes and the energy of that time and apply that. There's just no use in worrying about something ahead of time because there's no, there's nothing that that worry is helping you do. It's not like a productive thing at all. This is Dream Chasers. Episode 79 with Servine Singh. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell and today I'm joined by Servine Singh. Servine is a pop and R&B artist She's originally from Houston, Texas, went to the University of Texas in Austin, Hook'em Horns, and Servine now lives in San Francisco, California. Servine, thank you for coming on the show, and do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? Uh, no, just want to say hi, and thanks for having me. Super excited to chat with you. I'm excited to chat with you for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons is just because we first got to know each other through a very good mutual friend of ours, who actually was a mutual friend of mine through another friend now that I think about it. So I have to give a shout out, first of all, to John Colwell, who was on actually on episode 71 of Dream Chasers. Servine, you may not know this, but Zach McMurray, who connected us, uh, went to high school with Johnny. So I guess all we need next is our friend Zach and maybe his fiance Ronnie to come yeah. on Dream Chasers and we'll complete the circle. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> I know you've been working on your craft here for a while, but have you ever had a, a chance to kind of voice yourself like an interview like this or a podcast before or am I, am I your first rodeo? Um, yeah, I've actually done a couple so, ah, dang it. <laughs> I know, I know, but maybe you're like third time's the charm. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take it. Guys, I should also say there is going to be some background noise throughout this interview. Servine is currently driving from SF to LA. You know, what better place for a pop singer to be driving right now, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So actually, could you tell us a little bit about what's what's taking you down to L.A. right now? Yeah, for sure. So um, I was able to book a show at a really cool venue in L.A. called the Hotel Cafe. Um, they're located in Hollywood, and they're kind of a cool spot for up-and-coming artists. I think they have more of like an intimate space for shows. So I'm really excited for that. I had met this um, actress and singer, uh, Glenn Allen, who lives there, and she was putting on a showcase at the venue that includes her, as well as a few other artists, and she asked if I would be one of the artists for the night. Um, and so I decided I'd head down a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm going to be practicing with uh, my DJ. At least she's DJing this set for me, but she DJs in general. She also produces music, and her name um, is Maggie, but her artist name is Ghost in Real Life or a Girl. So I'll be meeting up with her to rehearse. Uh, we also have a song together, so that'll be super cool to get to perform that live um, for like the first time. And then, yeah, I'm just gonna try to meet up with my other, you know, fellow artists and creators that live in LA. Uh, also, we'll check out a show at the Hotel Cafe tonight and try to scope out the venue. So I'm looking forward to it. I love it. It's called the the Hotel Cafe. Yes. I think I've been there before. I don't know, I have to check. 
That's cool. Yeah, though. it's pretty popular. Yeah, a lot of people say they really like it, and I think it's kind of like a memorable place. So I'm super excited. Servine, you got to share with me and our listeners, I know you have, as I mentioned, been perfecting your craft for a while, but I guess in regards to taking it seriously, you know, getting your songs out there, getting on Spotify, that type of thing, how long have you been performing and singing? Yeah, I've been performing and singing my whole life, just starting from, from a young age in terms of my parents put me in musicals and guitar classes and ballet, and so I was always like performing, and I really enjoyed it at a young age, and I got comfortable being on stage at a young age, and uh, doing theater as well, and plays, and that kind of thing, memorizing lines, you know, working with other creative people. But yeah, on the musical front, again, I was always singing, but I only took it seriously over the last, um, I would say, four or five years, when I kind of met someone who's really inspiring for me, and his name is Lelon. Um, and he's an incredible singer, um, songwriter, and producer in Texas. And I just really liked his sound so much. I'm like one of his, the biggest fans of his music. And we ended up starting to collaborate and he was producing and, and making beats uh, with some new equipment that he had. And so I think that's what kind of made it more uh, of a serious thing for me. I just, I knew that I loved being on stage and performing and creating. He really inspired me to kind of push that forward into songwriting and really creating my own music kind of with the beats that he had laid out. And then I would write lyrics over that and write melodies over that. So yeah, I think with all things, you know, it always helps to have like an amazing collaboration or someone who really inspires you, someone who mentors you, right? I think like, you know, networking and connecting is like really the key to success. Like you can't do it alone. Absolutely. And that's the one thing I'm continuously impressed by across all industries. It doesn't matter if it's music, business. I don't know why I can't think of more examples off the top. Even, even medicine, I would say. It really does, yeah. how successful you're going to be does come down to how strong is your network. And you do look at some of these, for example, major artists today, and they all kind of network their way to where they're at. You know, they got featured on a song with this person or they produced a beat for this person or they opened a show for this one. So people don't really realize that with music, it's a huge networking industry. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, and I think too, like it's all the things you described uh, to your point, like, you know, like music is just so collaborative inherently, you know, you've got the beat, right? You've got the lyrics, you've got uh, the actual performing of the song uh, vocally, you've got the mixing of the song together, you know, which an engineer uh, typically does um, in the studio, right? Uh, that stuff, you know, even, even the mixing and engineering, I mean, it's super crucial to making your song sound professional and for it to pop in all of the ways that you want it to pop. Um, and to have kind of the, the vibe and the feel that you're looking for and all the interesting, you know, vocal effects and beat, uh, beat effects that we hear in music today. So, yeah, again, inherently, like, making a song is so collaborative, let alone, you know, all the other things that come with, uh, you know, promoting yourself around doing shows and kind of, again, advertising and, and creating a brand. So uh, it's just, like, collaborative all around. And I think, too, the other thing is with creative things, like, you, you know, you want to be inspired by something else, something kind of outside of you. Um, I think, you know, that's why we travel. That's why we, you know, as humans love meeting new people, uh, like going to different places because, you know, we get out of our comfort zone and into like a new environment. And so, um, and that's really inspiring. And so I think collaborating is the same thing. You know, you're just getting all these ideas and uh, emotions and feelings from someone that isn't yourself, you know, and then you're able to kind of bring that together with what you're working on and make something kind of really special from all of that. So yeah, I've been trying to just lean into the fact that music is really collaborative and, and again, just kind of, it, it helps 
keep me motivated and, and keep going. So, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I'm knowing how passionate you are about it and how much of a networker you really are too. I mean, I think that's one of the main reasons why we clicked is because we do just love making new friends. It's only a matter of time before uh, your, your next major, before everyone starts hearing the name Serveen Singh, right? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah, I, I really hope so. <laughs> uh, so now Serveen, we are going to step into the next level chamber. Alrighty, I'm ready for it. Woo! When did you realize that this career was something that you wanted to take to the next level? Was there a defining moment? Dang, that's a really good question. Let's see. Um, actually, yeah, there was an interesting that happened at um, South by Southwest, uh, the festival, the cool music festival in Austin. Yeah. Um, and Perez, Perez Hilton, who's like that big um, celebrity gossip blogger, he put on a showcase in South by Southwest. He used to do it like pretty much every year. I'm not sure if he still does it, but he'll bring together um, all these amazing artists, like, you know, six to eight really huge artists, uh, particularly ones that are just starting to blow up and he'll put them together in a show. And um, yeah, what happened was one of the artists was taking too long to go on stage. And uh, I happened to be front row at this, at this festival. This was several years ago. He was like, well, can anyone sing? Because uh, he was kind of flustered up there. I guess he didn't know uh, what to do. And so I magically made it on stage. And I don't even know how. <laughs> There's like a big gap, you know, where the photographers and videographers are. And mm -hmm. so I somehow made it over that gap. I literally was like lifted up by my friends and other people. Yeah, I ended up performing for that big audience oh uh, just on a whim. I, I, it was crazy. I sang... Um, I think J-Lo, um, what is that song called? Oh, I can't think of it right now, but basically <laughs> I think this like old school J-Lo song. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was just like about maybe 15, 10 or 15 seconds, but like the whole crowd was clapping. He was smiling and clapping along. Even the backup dancers were clapping. And um, I had some like uh, friends, uh, other friends who I hadn't come with who were like, who were also like filming the show and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so they were able to give me the footage afterwards, which was really awesome of like the whole thing going down. And then I went backstage and the security guard was like, wow, you have something special. And like, that was really incredible. And when I went back into the audience, like the other kids were asking if like that had been organized. They thought like maybe it had been planned or something. They just couldn't believe it. So that was super special moment. Like definitely. That was my, um, actually that was my senior year at UT as well. So, you know, you're kind of like embarking on your new adventure anyways. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that was, it really got me super inspired. I mean, it just reminded me that I love being on stage. I love performing, you know, that like, this is something that, you know, I'm good at. Again, just seeing like the crowd's response and especially a big crowd like that. It really, it really is special. And it does make you, um, it does. Yeah. It really just inspired me to like keep pushing forward. And, you know, also someone like Perez Hilton, what happened was he does like a cover contest as well um, every month. And mm -hmm. so he chooses the song that you should submit for. And so that, that month it was like Nicki Minaj's, uh, one of Nicki Minaj's songs that was popular at the time. And uh, so, yeah, I submitted my cover and then I was on his website as well. It was just like a continuation from the show into that, into him putting me on his website too. And so, you know, it just showed like support from his end that he really believed in me. And so, yeah, you know, it's always super inspiring. Again, it's that collaborative piece of like, oh, someone who's, you know, someone who's important uh, and, you know, kind of well-versed in the entertainment industry kind of sees something in me. 
So yeah, yeah, that was definitely super pivotal and yeah, really exciting experience. Yeah. I can, I can only imagine uh, myself as I guess somewhat of a, of an entertainer, a performer just at heart. I feel like being on a big stage unplanned in front of, you know, however many, it sounds like a lot of people that would definitely give you a nice taste for, you know, what's in store if you just keep pushing forward. Exactly. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's like, wow, I wasn't even trying. And like these special things are happening, you know, like I'm, you know, I got on stage or like I uh, met Lelon, you know, I would meet Lelon in like the craziest places. Like I actually met him at South by as well. Maybe it was the same South by. I have to actually (laughs) think about that. I in like a sea, like there's so many people at South by and I literally just spotted him on the street. And that's how we reconnected. He had his EP in his hand and we exchanged phone numbers. Um, I had met him through a friend prior to that, but this was like us really meeting again after a while. So yeah, it's like all these like fortuitous things would happen. And like, yeah, it does make you think like, wow, okay, I feel like the universe is telling me to pursue this because things keep falling in my lap without me even asking, like, imagine what could happen if I really tried. Right, right. And I like that you bring that to our attention as well, too, because I think mindset is such an important part to, to, again, to any form of success, probably, I'd say 90% of anyone's success, whether they realize it or not, or not does come down to their mindset. And I believe that you have a pretty strong mind just from, again, from our interactions. So are there any um, things that you do maybe in your spare time? Like, do you meditate? Or do you have anything? Like, you're a very positive and optimistic person, too. Where does that come from? Yeah, that's such a good question. I'm I'm actually trying to be more mindful of that stuff now and just try to to stay centered and and not stress myself out too much. I think one big thing I've learned is to try not to like think too far ahead, right? And worry about all the ways something could go wrong, you know, like a show or something. Mm -hmm. Um, What I found is the closer I get to the show and the closer that it comes to day of, um, you know, it becomes less of a big deal and I'm able to, to execute and just use the vibes and the energy of that time and apply that there's just no use in worrying about something ahead of time because there's no, there's nothing that that worry is helping you do. It's not like a productive thing at all. Like I think even Will Smith has that great point around like, you know, what's the point of worrying about like he, he went skydiving and there's, there's nothing that the worrying of the night before is going to do for him. Um, You know, he'll cross that bridge when he gets there, you know, when it's time to jump, that's when he can, you know, that's the time to worry. (laughs) So, um, so I think that's one thing that helps. um, And, you know, that's, a process for me. It's not something I'm great at, you know, I'm trying, that's something I'm, um, you know, consciously trying to work towards. But yeah, I think positivity and all of that too, just comes from like a great support system, you know, and that goes back to the collaboration element. And, you know, it just, it's so amazing to have like supportive parents, you know, and a supportive uh, group of friends. Um, I just feel super, super blessed in that way. And I know not everyone has that, um, particularly like from a fam- from the family side, you know, family dynamics can be rough over the years. Mm-hmm. I feel super blessed to have that. And I think, uh, so just feeling grateful and like a lot of gratitude for what I have also really helps me stay positive. So, you know, just reminding yourself about the things that you do have and, you know, like what, you know, truly what a miracle it is that, you know, things have lined up in your life the way that they have to make you who you are, you know, like that's just really extraordinary or the people that have crossed your paths at just the right time and just the right moment. Um, and the people who have stayed with you, right. That takes a lot of, um, work and, um, a lot of like, again, amazing universe coordination for that stuff to happen. <laughs> so I just think about that stuff a lot, you know, just kind of the, 
I guess just the, the little miracles of, of life, you know, even something just like bumping into someone that you haven't seen in a while or, you know, the, the long friendships that I've been able to sustain. Yeah. I mean, I'm, again, I'm just grateful for you sharing that just now. It's a good reminder to me and I hope you know to all of our listeners here today, stop and take a moment to think about the things that you're grateful for in this very mo- moment and cultivate that positivity, that gratitude that's going to continue to propel you to be a successful in anything that you do in touch. And I think Servina, as you guys are listening, she's a great example of that. So mm-hmm. thank you for that gentle reminder. We are getting somewhat close to the end of our interview. Um, I think I'll, I'll throw one more question your way. And then we got three fun, uh, more personal get to know Servine questions here to close it out. So this next one awesome. really is, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got people within the industry that you look up to, that you admire, that you view as a role model. I know you probably got plenty too, but if you just had to pick one right now, first person that comes to your mind, who is a, a leader or an industry role model that you look up to? Yeah, the first name it would definitely be my idol, um, Gwen Stefani. All right. Um, yeah. The Sweet I Escape. Think that, yes, The Sweet Escape, exactly. <laughs> um, it's such an interesting story. I mean, first of all, she's regarded as like a very authentic person in the industry. Um, like all kinds of, you know, magazine interviews and um, video interviews or whatever will always say that she's so down to earth. You know, she's just so, um, she's the kind of person that's still amazed by her success. And I think that goes back to the gratitude piece, you know, like I think she's just so grateful and um, it just kind of is stunned at what has happened in her life to this day, even though it's been like literally like 20 years of her being in the industry and doing this. And she still has that gratefulness and that kind of starry eyedness about the whole thing. Um, so I think that's super amazing. Um, another cool thing about her too is just, you know, that she started in kind of a garage band of sorts, you know, like at, in, in the nineties when no doubt was becoming a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. YouTube and, and uh, Instagram and all that social media didn't really exist. Um, so they really had to work ground up in terms of really doing a lot of shows and getting out there. And I think, you know, kind of becoming locally famous first and then catching the eye of label um, executives um, it's really interesting. Um, the Interscope um, CEO guy. Do you know? Do you know what his name is? Jimmy. Jimmy Iovine. Have you heard about him? I definitely recognize the name. I can't think of exactly. Yeah. What does he do again? Yeah, because um, he well, he's the head of Interscope Records, which is this huge record label. But then he also worked with uh, Dr. Dre on uh, on the Beats uh, headphones. Gotcha. Um, so they that was like a, a collaboration that they did, but. Um, yeah, he met Gwen Stefani, like, I think in like 1990, right? And I think that's when they started to be interested in them as a band. And he told her uh, that she was going to be a star in six years. And literally six years later, that's when Tragic Kingdom came out, which has, you know, like Just a Girl and um, some of those huge songs um, that made them famous, Spiderwebs yeah. and all of that. And Don't Speak, of course, that's the biggest one. So yeah, it's it's just an interesting um, interesting story just all around. But yeah, between her... Um, just her personality and authenticity and then her kind of working her way up through the band. And then just that interesting story about her, uh, her star quality. Um, she's just a pretty cool role model. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even really know yeah. most of that about her. So that's good. I got some Gwen Stefani knowledge today. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, just another thought too. I'm always like really amazed when like super famous people like that don't, screw up over the years you know like she's never really been in the tabloids for anything um you know negative she's never um you know like no you know drinking or drugs and like um you know or any sort of crazy accidents and 
or anything, you know, saying anything disrespectful or anything like that, which like over a span of literally since 1996 for that to not happen is just like extraordinary to me. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is very impressive. You're right. Okay. Yep. So the three questions I got for you here, the first one I'm really looking forward to, because I think the last time we spoke, you were actually on your way to grab a slice of some pizza that sounded really good. So you live in San Francisco. That's like one of the best places to eat in the entire (laughs) world. And I'm sure you have plenty answers to this one too, but if you had to pick one restaurant, your go-to one, what is it? Uh, Second question was, what was your favorite thing about growing up in in Texas and in Houston? It's a little bit different from where you Mm -hmm. live right now. So I'm sure there's some, some cool differences there. And then the third question is who has been your favorite uh, featured artist on one of this, or I guess who's your favorite collaborator that you've worked with besides um, the individual that you've mentioned previously? Oh yeah. Okay. Great questions. Okay. So favorite restaurant in San Francisco you know, there's this hole in the wall Asian restaurant, like a few blocks from my place called King of Noodle. <laughs> um, and they like do like, they make handmade noodles in the back, like hand pulled noodles, I think is what they call it. And they're so amazing. And they have these like soup dumplings. And I just love dumplings like that, that like had the broth inside and everything. Um, so yeah, there's just like a lot of good Chinese food, um, at King of Noodles. I really like that spot. And I like places that are like super authentic and kind of more hole in the wall, but like the food is really good. So, um, that would be my top spot there. I just looked it up. Is it on, uh, is it on Irving street? Yeah, that's the one. There it is. King of Noodles. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and they have a crazy hot sauce. It's like bright orange. I think they put like habaneros in it or something, which is kind of unique for a Chinese restaurant. Um, so that hot sauce is super killer and like, you can't find that flavor like anywhere else. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite part of growing up in Houston. Oh my goodness. I I would have to say the diversity. Um, my county's actual, actually like in like close to a 25% split of every major like ethnic group, Wow, which is just crazy and like kind of unheard of a little bit. Um, so that's why it was featured in an article, where again, Rice University had done the study to kind of look at the demographic split. Um, And it's one of the counties that's kind of closest to that equal split. Um, So, you know, that's just so special. Again, something I'm really grateful for to to grow up in an environment like that. Um, So, you know, big um, Asian community, Southeast Asian community. um, There's, uh, of course, many Hispanic people, um, white people and um, African-Americans as well. So it's just it's just a really cool uh, place to grow up. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like um, it. And now yeah. favorite person you've collaborated with over the years? Okay, favorite person I've collaborated with. Um, that's such a good question. I mean, I think I just have to go back to, to Lilan. Um, I mentioned but, but, Girl I, I, as well. I said, I said uh, Lilan, um, we already gave her enough love. So okay. we got to pick one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Let's see. I haven't done too many. Uh, well, I, I, are, I also mentioned uh, Ghost in Real Life. Uh, but that's my more recent collaboration. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's actually pretty much the second person I've like actively collaborated with on music. So yeah, I'd have to say her and she's going to be DJing my show coming up. Uh, but it was really cool. Cause she's like more of an EDM artist, but she also really loves R and B and we actually like a lot of the same artists, uh, which again goes back to the kind of like fortuitous stuff happening where, you know, it's always crazy when you meet people that like, like all the same music that you do. 
um, because, you know, there's so much music out there. So it's not always common that that happens. Her and I definitely have a special bond over kind of shared interests there. And then her bringing her EDM side and me bringing kind of some of my soulfulness and like the Gwen Stefani feel um, to the song that we recently made. Um, that was super special. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited like to that. keep working with her. I'm, I'm electronic yeah. all the way through. So I got to get to know her a little bit, too, it sounds like. Yes, you do. Yeah, she does really cool remixes. And then she also produces her own music. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, Servine, if there's anyone listening today and they want to get in touch with you, what is the, the single best way to reach out and get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way would be to follow me on Instagram and uh, send me a DM. I really, Instagram is, you know, a great place to keep people updated with what I'm doing, you know, clips of uh, music videos or clips of new songs, clips of performances I've been doing. It's a nice digest, you know, of everything that's been going on with me over the last uh, several years at this point. So Instagram's the way to go. Um, it's Serveen Sing Music. So S is in sugar, U-R-V-E-E-N. S-I-N-G-H music. So that's my handle on Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, we're all out of time for today, but it's been so much fun talking to you again, first of all, and then also bringing you on Dream Chasers. Um, is there any, any final comments you'd like to share before we sign off? Uh, no, thank you for having me. And I, I love the name of the show. Like I think life's all about chasing your dreams. So this has been super special. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Servine. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level.